All right. Thank you, Scott Shannon. And thanks to all of you for being with us. Here's our toll-free number. It's 800-941-SEAN on this Monday. If you want to be a part of the program. Well, isn't this nice, Linda, that San Francisco, they're clearing the homeless camps. Uh, oh, that's right. They're only doing it ahead of the international summit. I should have known that that's the point because uh, world leaders are arriving. Therefore, they got to clean the streets and put on a show. This isn't because they really believe that the streets you know, cluttered with illegal, with, with homeless people is a bad thing and that they're looking for a long-term solution, but no, apparently they are crouching on the entrance of San Francisco city hall. Jason Jacobs brushed gold paint onto the ornate doorway of the building. Whether I paint the gates or not, they're going to get their breath taken away. Uh, said the San Francisco native who marvels at the stunning architecture, fresh paint, street cleanings, Homeless sweeps, colorful art. I mean, it's so nice of them to do that. Isn't that nice of them? I mean, I think that they should definitely talk to the mother of the baby who got the fentanyl poisoning and ask her how she feels about it. Eric Adams, by the way, had his cell phone. The mayor of New York last week as part of that federal probe into campaign fundraising. Uh, Now, this is becoming a big deal. He's now had to hire an outside defense attorney. This in connection to an investigation into whether... Eric Adams' 2021 campaign colluded with the Turkish government and others to direct money into his mayoral efforts. Apparently, his attorney said that the mayor was cooperating with federal authorities and had already reported a a review found an individual that recently acted improperly. Adams' office lashing out at an FBI employee who might have improperly leaked the details. FBI seems to do that a lot. It is funny, though, to watch the Democrats all turning on each other because that's that's now what's happened. Democrats don't know what to do about Joe Biden. They just don't have any idea. Um, now, this was maybe the strangest story that I saw today. By the way, we do have um, Prime Minister Netanyahu is going to be on Hannity tonight. Uh, there are a lot of questions that the media mob is not asking, and we'll ask them. But think about this. If you think, because all I've heard from the beginning is Joe Biden is saying one thing privately and another thing very publicly. Publicly, he was saying all the right things. Publicly, he was standing with Israel against terrorism. Publicly, but behind the scenes, I was told from the earliest days that he was, you know, talking about a measured response from Israel. What do you mean a measured response? When you have 1,400 dead citizens, hundreds of others taken hostage, you know, the equivalent of America losing close to 40,000 or more. Uh, Americans in a single day because of radical Islamists. I mean, that's insane. Anyway, so now Axios gets a hold of an internal State Department dissent memo actually accusing Biden. This is his own State Department. But accusing Biden of spreading misinformation on the Israel-Hamas war and alleging that Israel is committing war crimes in Gaza. How is it war crimes when, why isn't Hamas the terror group? And there were reports that they were firing on Palestinians. Reports they even fired an RPG at Palestinians. Reports that they wouldn't let people that Israel was saying, get out or you're going to die, and dropping leaflets and pinging every cell phone in the area, you know, warning people, innocent people to leave, and then Hamas terrorists, you know, sticking guns in their faces saying, uh, no, you're not allowed to leave because they want to use them as human shields, which basically is their entire history. Anyway, so this is a scathing five-page memo organized by a junior diplomat suggesting on social media that Biden's support of Israel made him complicit in genocide in Gaza. 
I mean, there's there really is not there's no moral equivalency here. This is kind of black. It's one of these issues, right, wrong, black, white. You know, I would think everybody would have moral clarity on this, but apparently they don't. Uh, Joe Biden is apparently angry at David Axelrod and uh, Jonathan Martin over at Politico reporting that Biden privately called David Axelrod. Well, did you bleep it out? I know we have it. Is it? All right, let's play it. I don't care. Sir, before I let you go, I got to ask you, uh, Jonathan Martin reported in Politico today that the president called you a word that because we are live in London, I am not allowed to say on television, but it starts with a P and ends with K. Uh, your response? Yeah. Well, he wouldn't be the first, I guess, in my many years in politics. Listen, I understand he was irritated because uh, I raised concerns that many, many Democrats had. And again, you know, my feeling is either get out or get going. And uh, but the status quo, the way they were approaching the campaign, this sort of what me worry attitude about the campaign uh, was was not going to get him to where he needs to go. And the stakes are so high, Casey. This isn't, you know, Mitt Romney or John McCain or anybody else on the other side. But this is Donald Trump. It's a fundamental question as to what American democracy is going to look look like uh, the day after the next election. So the stakes are very high. He knows that. But I think he needed he needs to take a sober look uh, at uh, the whole landscape. And yes, he's committed to moving forward. I get that he ought to. But he ought to then look at what his campaign is doing and what they need to do and get out of this sort of referendum frame and go after Donald Trump every day, because Donald Trump will be the nominee of the Republican Party. Well, you know, we'll see. It looks that way, certainly, according to the polls. But, you know, understand this is the same president over the weekend. Joe Biden, you know, just totally, completely befuddled. I'll show you on, on TV tonight. You know, needing stage directions from a military honor guard during a Veterans Day wreath-laying ceremony. By the way, it's a nice ceremony. It, it, it's, it's not that difficult. Anyway, he needed direction. He, didn't, he looked like he didn't even know where the hell he was, you know. And all he was, ha all he had to do that day was lay a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier in Arlington, Virginia. You know, even Jeff Van Drew of of New Jersey said, "God help us, we have a president that doesn't know whether he's coming or going," which is exactly right. He doesn't know whether he's coming or going. You know, so he needed stage directions from the military members standing. You know, during the solemn wreath-laying ceremony, uh, and he, the, the, the assistance required from the tomb's honor guard to place this large floral arrangement on a stand set on a plaza in front of the memorial honoring America's missing and unidentified war dead. He, he steps back from the wreath, and he hesitates. He doesn't know what the hell to do next before making the sign of the cross on himself. Acts away, turns, takes a few steps from the wreath, then turned back and approached the officer again. The military member pointed a gloved hand back towards Vice President Kamala Harris. Now, I guarantee you his campaign had to probably go over the simple task with him however many dozens of times, and he's still going to get it right. You know, it's, I, I mean, I, you ever see these people at, like, Target or Walmart, and it's they're retired people, almost in every case that I've seen. 
And it looks it sounds it looks to me like eh, they probably retired. They're a little bit bored. They want to make a little extra money. And they go to Walmart and they call Walmart greeters. Every one of them, you know, the, the nicest people on earth. They really are. You know, they just want to be helpful to people. And you walk in the store and you'll say, hey, uh, yeah, hi, how are you? They'll greet you warmly. At least that's been my experience every time. And then you say, yeah, I'm looking for the uh, sporting department. Where's the sporting department? Where's the what, whatever department? And they know where it is. I'm not sure Joe Biden could even do that today. That's how bad it is. I mean, confused, confound, confounded. Wow. So scary. Um, on the Biden family syndicate, we've, they've got huge issues here. I am beginning to see that while Donald Trump will have his legal troubles in 2024, uh, Joe Biden's going to have his. Because based on the way this investigate these investigations, Jason Smith House Ways and Means Committee, Jim Jordan House Judiciary Committee, James Comer House Oversight and Accountability Committee, based on all of this, uh, Joe is in real peril here in terms of a real impeachment. Now, if the Republicans do decide to impeach him, though I think they're going to get a conviction in the Senate, eh, probably not. But if, if, if it really is, I mean, they're getting closer and closer, what we call the Joe Biden bribery and money laundering scandal allegations. They're getting very close to convincing me that the good, they've got the goods on them. Nobody can give a good explanation as to why Joe lied when he said he never had discussions with his son or brother or anybody for that matter, when we now know for a fact he was talking to many of Hunter, Hunter's business partners. We know he talked to Hunter and... And some of the top people at Burisma, they were in Dubai. He was in Washington only five days before he went to Ukraine. He was supposed to just follow through on Obama-era policy adopted by interagency groups within his administration to give the loan guarantees to Ukraine. There was, there was no ambiguity that the money was, was, was approved. But then he leveraged it to get a prosecutor fired in six hours. Does it have any connection to do with the phone call five days earlier? Does it, does it have any connection to the fact that his son continued to get paid a fortune, millions of dollars ultimately, for a job that he admits, admitted he had no experience in? This is all coming to a head here. Uh, we'll get into this later in the program. Uh, Republicans, we have a, a shutdown deadline again by Friday. I'll get into that in some specificity. Uh, I just don't have good news on the economy, and I'll tell you something. I'm really beginning to get, I, I don't know how bad this can get. And that's beginning to worry me. Because just when you think it can't get worse, it's getting worse. There's a poll out today, Financial Times had this out, that only 14% of Americans are better off financially under Joe Biden. So when you think polling news can't get any worse for the White House, the Financial Times and their brand new survey say, yeah, it actually can because only 14% of you, the American people, American voters, believe that they're better off financially now than they were when Joe Biden took office. A poll found that nearly 70% of voters thought Biden's economic policies had either hurt the U.S. economy or had no impact. Now, it's hurt. As evidenced by Moody's, late Friday, they lowered their outlook on the U.S. credit rating to negative from stable, citing the large fiscal deficits. Well, Joe took on two two a trillion dollars in debt last year alone. I cut the deficit. I cut it in half. No, you didn't. And the move follows a rating downgrade by 
another ratings agency, Fitch, this year, uh, which came after months of political brinksmanship around the U.S. debt ceiling. Anyway, federal spending, political polarization have been rising concerns. This does add a, and uh, it does put enormous pressure on Republicans. The problem with Republicans is they don't have a big enough majority. There are too many moderate Republicans that would be too, just all too happy to make any fiscal deal that they can and make it just go away with the Democrats. That's that's not governance. Nobody in government should ever be thinking about elections when they when they are there voting. Now they might have political considerations separate and apart from their own ambition. I'm saying ambition. By the way, experts now are detailing the impacts of what is the greatest trucking recession and how it's going to impact all of us. It's been the longest recession ever. These, all these companies are going out of business. The story on NBC News of all places, 36-hour shifts, 80-hour work weeks. Workers are being burned out by all the overtime. Workers are dead. And let me tell you something. Nobody wants to work 80-hour weeks. I do it because I choose it. It's just the way I live my life. I'm a complete and utter loser. But most people don't want to work 80-hour weeks. True or false, Linda? You're probably right up there with me. You usually respond at 4 or 5 a.m. I almost responded to you at 4 o'clock this morning when you started sending all the stories you wanted to do today. Was it 4 a.m. today? 4.01. I happened to be up making coffee for Anthony so he could go to work. Man, oh man, I am. I am. I not a loser? I'm a complete loser. I don't know that you're a loser, but you definitely do like to send news at all hours of the night. I do, I do. But at least I didn't say, you know, call me, respond, or respond. I, you were just I like, asked, hey, it's four a.m. The world's on fire and everything's falling apart. All right, I'll talk to you guys in a little bit. Well, it's like when I do my best work because it's quiet. I don't have anybody around me. Mm, Certainly, true. you know, didn't I didn't care to watch the any any New York football team because they all suck. Oh, I didn't watch those games. Yeah, you don't even know what crossing the plane means, so it doesn't matter. I do now. It's when you get a goal. A goal? Really? A touchdown. How many goals can you get? Oh, a touchdown. A touchdown. Katie, Katie, I just heard Katie say it to you. No, Katie no, 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 no. I, yes, just, I like hockey I, better, so we say goal first. You always say goal first. Nice excuse. You sound like a liberal. But don't worry. If you watch New York football, you don't have to worry about either team crossing the yeah, plane yeah. ever. Yeah, that's pretty much true. Uh, you want a killer Black Friday deal? Well, we got one, a free, what it's called a Moto G 5G. Everyone tells me they love this phone, Linda, everybody. If, if, I've never tried it. But anyway, you yeah, get it for neither. free from uh, Pure Talk. No gimmicks, no trade-in. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, 15-gig data plan. It's just 35 bucks a month. You get the Moto G 5G phone for free. And you know what? You need to move fast. They only have a limited number of them. They'll be gone by the end of the month. If your current phone is on life support, you upgrade for free with Pure Talk. By the way, this phone has two-day battery life. I like that. An exceptional quad-pixel camera. I like that, too. Uh, now, don't forget they use the same cell towers, same 5G network as the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile. The average family saves close to $1,000 a year. Now you're going to get a free Moto 5G uh, phone with a qualifying plan. Pound 250, keyword save now. The switch is simple, fast, and easy. Pound 250, keyword save now from our friends at Pure Talk.